There you go. Oh! oh. Is that a monster energy drink, Hayden? Yeah, what is that? No, it's a beer. It's just in a nice, nice black can, so it looks a little fancy. Hayden, what the fancy. fuck is that? What Batch 19 is what it's called. Huh? I think, did I, didn't I do this rant on the podcast at one point? But microbreweries have gotten out of control. Out of control. There's too many. There's too many stupid names. They're all trying to stand out. So they have like, you know, they have like, their names are starting to become wild shit just so you notice them at the liquor store, you know? <laughs> There's like dog boner, stout piss wagon. And you're like, Whoa. okay. Guava, chocolate, coconut, uh, IPA, double hopped. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, hold on. I know I don't want to drink that, but <laughs> you caught my attention. Mr. Microbrewery. Are you sure you're not just like, you're having a bunch of angst at not being able to drink hops and this is- I think there's a strong chance Streaming a role. through, yeah? Yeah, yeah. As I sip on my cup of bourbon, yes. No. <laughs> that there's a piece. Well, you know, I, I will tell you like, uh, it, beer seems kind of fun. Like I'm, for the listeners at home, I'm allergic to beer and I'm allergic to wine. So I don't get really, I don't get to drink those. I was gonna say, I don't really get to drink them. I do not get to drink those. <laughs> And I haven't, I don't even remember what beer tastes like. I used to drink beer and then it's, the allergy got worse and worse over time and I just couldn't do it anymore. But I am jealous of you guys because there's so many beers and apparently they all taste different, which is crazy. Yeah. You know where I found this one? You know that, that part of a King Supers that's like where normal reasonable people don't go? That's like back behind the bathrooms where they have all the, the oh, yeah. day old stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I found it there. They wow. put that in the day old stuff? Yeah, probably someone just like dropped the thing and it dented a corner and they're like, throw it in the day olds. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I love this that is, section. This is Hayden's dream is having day like <laughs> cheap discount beer that's also kind of cool. Yeah. Best of both Wait, what's words. it called again? Sorry, I got distracted by how angry I was at breweries. Batch 19. It's a Batch prohibition 19. style lager. I don't really know the what prohibition style means. It means that it was made in a, a dirty bathtub, Hayden. <laughs> yeah, like by people who definitely aren't following regulation. Correct. Also, the can is super cool, though. I will say anything that's like matte black, I just like my like the aesthetics, like my core aesthetics is like loves matte black. And so anything that's matte black, I like instantly. Like everything Jeff wears is matte black. And I'm just like, Thank yes, you. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Would you would Look you paint your uh, your house matte black? Absolutely. Oh, damn. It gets so hot. It would get so hot. If uh, if we lived in Antarctica, sure. So it'd stay warm. Uh, I've always wanted a matte black car, though, because I think they look fucking sick. They do look pretty sweet. Yeah. Okay. So that was Andrew's aesthetics corner. Uh, (laughs) Andrew rant and aesthetics corner. We got a nice (laughs) little mix in there. That was nice. That That was really, I think, like the fastest start to rant that we've ever gotten to. Well, we were explaining what we were drinking, and I'm, I'm of course, drinking my classic combo of uh, Kirkland brand sparkling water and bourbon. Jeff, what are you drinking? We haven't had a what are we drinking corner in a while. Let's do it. What are you uh, drinking? Boop, 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 boop. There's a brewery we used to go to all the time. Now it's like kind of closed down. Ooh. So I bought this beer because the logo looked cool. And I was like, that that's a cool. cool that's a cool art thing right there. It's a Hopworks uh, IPA of some sort. Hazy Wishlist IPA. That's lovely. Pretty tasty. Yeah, I nice. I will ba- buy beer that I don't enjoy just because I like the can art so much. I, yeah. I'm such this is a what sucker I'm talking for can about. Art. Yeah. Hey, I remember when I turned 21? I think you were the first person to go to the liquor store with me, and we just went to this like pretty shitty liquor store off of like 36 and Baseline, and we were like, 
dude, what beer do we get? And I think we just found one with like a dog on it. Yeah. We got it. It was like a dark amber beer. We're like, yeah, dog beer. It's a dog, yeah. yeah. The first legal liquor store run hits so good. Yeah. It's like the most empowering moment. I think the coolest part about turning 21, though, wasn't the liquor store as much as having a drink with dinner at a restaurant. Oh, yeah. That was super cool. I remember the first time I ordered a drink, and they're like, can I see your idea? I was like, shit, yeah, you can. <laughs> and I, oh, it felt so good. Turning 21 is cool. And they're like, ooh, good job. Barely. You, you barely made it. Ooh, Congrats. One, <laughs> one day, Mr. Mister 21 over here, and I'm like, ooh, can't wait to taste alcohol for the first time. Do you remember what you ordered that first time, Andrew? I don't. I don't. Oh. Um, it's probably something lame. I, I God knows what I would have ordered it. I probably, I probably would have ordered like a vodka soda or something because that's like the only drink I would have known off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah. One I think all I got alcohol. was rum and Cokes because I just didn't know anything else for a very long time. Yeah. Have you have uh, this is a question. Have you ever gone to a bar and ordered a drink that's that's too fancy, too pretentious, and the bartender's like, nah. Yes. I have <laughs> Were they actually the bartenders just told you like, no, don't take it? I I had a bartender. We used to go you guys we you guys remember this when we were all living in the Denver area. Um we used to go to this bar and for all you Denverites out there you'll probably know it. It's called the Giggling Grizzly. And you remember, you guys remember the giggling grizzly, yeah, it's a right? Fun time. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a great bar. That's the one with the foosball it's a, table, right? Foosball. Yes, yes. Yeah. We would just sit and play foosball all night long and and drink Jaeger because they have a sign on their wall that says our house wine is Jaegermeister, which is hilarious and also <laughs> accurate. Um, and I remember one time I don't know who I was there with, but we were talking about Manhattan's. I was like, you know what? Let's try Manhattan's because we had never we were young. We were like twenty three, and I had never had a Manhattan, and so I was like let's fucking order manhattans and see how it goes and the bartender's like first of all i don't even think i have the ingredients for a manhattan they totally did i and then he was like and then he was like i don't even know how to make a manhattan oh my god and i'm a bartender and i was like okay we will never order anything above like a, a soda and a alcohol again here it was great so yes i've had that happen my favorite type of bar is shitty, I feel slightly in danger type of bar. I love dive bars. Like genuine, holy shit, we're in danger for drinking here dive bars. Those are the best. What, what, what's your bar type? This is, and, and this well, is what, like my love language too. What, what's the tiers are we setting up here? Is it like dive bar you, and then like you, is you brewery a type of bar? Because, I think so. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think brewery yeah. with games would be my type of, my type of bar. Yeah, you gotta have the games in there because sometimes dive bars low low tier bar with games without. Do you know what I'm trying to say? What what's the category of bar where it's like they play too loud of music? Yes, and... I absolutely. I would say you're looking for a you're looking for a dive bar outside of a college town. No, no, no. I don't mind undergrad students. I just don't want it to be like that kind of like half dancey kind of bar where the music's so oh. loud and you can't move. Yeah, that's not a dive bar. Dive bars what is should that? be. A real dive bar, I don't know. That's just like a shitty bar. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. It's not a club. It's not a bar. It's, it's a bar. It's that, like it's halfway like, a club. We should cut. There's probably a name for it. We should come up with a name. I would call that like a dance floor bar. Oh, they yeah. have a dance floor. That they fits. have a DJ. It's too loud. It You feel uncomfortable the whole time because you're like, this is not a fucking club. Why is it this loud? <laughs> a sticky floor dance floor bar. The drinks are a little too expensive for what you're getting. Yeah. That those that I would just either call that a dance floor bar or a shit bar. That's just a shitty bar. Yeah, there's no purpose for that. But I don't mind college kids if it's just like games and we're playing foosball. 
That's true. I mean, they're they're like a good, a real genuine dive bar. College students should be afraid to go there because they're afraid of getting hurt <laughs> by the by the tenants <laughs> of said bar. You're like nice. turning this into a biker bar kind of thing. Yes, I mean, kind of because the the like I remember there are sometimes you go to you you I would go to the Giggling Grizzly like in the middle of a a weekday if I had the day off work I would go there during a weekday and I would be like oh. The crowd changes here. This is a little <laughs> sketchy. Like I like it. I like this a lot. And it was it was a good time. Everyone should enjoy a good dive bar and have a dive bar because dive bar bartenders they don't put up with any shit and they're quick. You don't have to do this whole dramatic, fucking waiting in line trying to get the bartender's attention. That bartender knows that you're one of nineteen people in the entire bar and they want to get <laughs> as many tips as they can. They will serve your ass. Not these like dance floor bars where you have to wait in line for 45 minutes to get one drink that's like half an ounce of alcohol. It's so awful. Andrew, the next time you come back here, there's a place called My Father's Place, and it's not only like a very like old, dark, dingy dive bar, but it also has some of the best goddamn breakfast in the world. So you go there, and it's just like, like the booths are probably like 50 years old. You just like sink into it, and the, the people working there like, all smell of cigarettes and don't really give a shit. Like, you're pretty lucky if you get two refills of coffee. So you're saying but, it's a Waffle House with alcohol? <laughs> probably. But it's also, it's all, <laughs> it's completely a dive bar. Like, I've only gone there for breakfast. I haven't gone there at night. But, like, there are people there in the morning drinking, like, right away while you're eating your breakfast. They're, like, Damn. ready there to, like, hang out for the day and get hammered. It's great. It's You, would, you would greatly enjoy it. I oh, enjoy dude, it just next, enough for the breakfast. Like you would be, you would be hanging out. I'd be there. in heaven next time. Yeah. First of all, when COVID's over, I want to like do a big trip with everyone out to Portland because we haven't got a chance to do that. Yeah. Um, we will for sure have to go to that place. That's yeah. like, yeah. In Portland, I'm sure the people in there, are like, mwah, mwah. I would be in fucking heaven in that bar. I or yeah. restaurant, whatever. I really hope it survives from COVID, but I think it will because it's been in Portland for so long and yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be fine. They'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. God, I miss traveling. Holy shit. I was talking to one of my friends about traveling the other day, and I was just, I was like, I haven't, like, gone more than 60 miles from my house in almost a year. Over a year, <laughs> I think, actually. I think shit. that's bad for you. Just, like, how crept into your house are you feeling at this point? Because I realized, well, I asked you because today I realized that I've gone, like, past the point of it bothering me anymore like i uh-huh. i spent most of the day just like inside reading and i was like oh yeah this is like pretty normal at this point as long as i get a workout in then it's normal if i don't get a workout in then i then i start to go crazy mm. i totally agree with you hayden i will tell you the day i can tell you the day that things got a lot better for me and covid was when we set up our home gym we bought a bench we bought weights we got all this equipment um that was a huge difference because it felt like i was staying active but still at home um it bothers me because you guys know like i love hanging out with people and i clearly love going to bars and being in public yeah you i've I've talked about how much i love interacting with strangers i don't get to do that a lot and it is certainly an, an andrew pastime so it's been tough but at the same time some of my absolute favorite hobbies in the world are literally at my computer yeah. Like this, like doing the podcast, playing video games with you guys, um, researching car parts I don't need or want. It's it's uh, there's a lot of shit I can just sit here and do at my computer and in the house that mm-hmm. I I I will say I fear my biggest fear of all this is that I'm getting boring. 
because I don't huh. have anything interesting to talk about all the time like I used to. But you started you know, a like, podcast. What else would you need to talk about? I could. Po- well, I mean, I need content for this <laughs> bitch. You know, like anytime I'm in the world, I swear to God, something happens to me that's interesting. But because that happens less frequently, less interesting things happen. But speaking of being in the world, I have a I have a story that happened to me yesterday, which was very weird. So I was I'm so excited. I, uh, uh, it's not. I, you, know, you guys classic. are gonna be like, "That's boring as fuck, Andrew. Fuck you." No, Shut no. I'm telling you a story. I really strongly doubt that. Okay, so I just got my car. It's winter tires on. It got an alignment. It's driving like a champion. It's a nice. It's a nice day out. I'm driving my new roof rack home. I'm gonna slap this bitch on my car. I'm gonna be feeling like a goddamn champion. And so I'm almost home, and I take a right turn to get onto the main street of Westminster, which is 92nd Avenue, or one of the main streets. And this motherfucker in a cheap ass old Subaru is tailgating me so close through this right turn. I'm like, stop, don't do that. It's just rude. I can put up with that. Maybe they didn't get on their brakes soon enough. Thank God they didn't hit me. I'm cool. I'm still on top of the world. They speed up into the left lane and get around and try to try to get around me. Cause apparently I'm not going fast enough. For them. I'm going to speed them. Fuck you assholes. Okay. They can't do it. Then they get just enough room and they start coming over. But guess what? Their car is still right next to mine. So they're like literally coming into my lane hot about to hit me. I had to, I've never slammed on my brakes as hard as I did to avoid getting hit by another car. Like it's like two feet on the brakes slammed that hard. Oh, and damn. so I did what any logical adult would do in that situation. And I sat on my horn for 30 seconds after they nice. did that. Yeah. Because you must know you almost hit me with your fucking car. I should have known something was out of place, though, because the second they're in front of me, I realize these people don't have license plates. <laughs> and when you don't have license plates on your car, a lot more is going wrong than cutting someone off. That's, so that's, I'm on my horn. It's good instinct, Go though, to get on your horn. I, I, I yes. feel like every time someone actually does something bad to me in traffic, I react to it, and then they're already gone by the time I think of like flipping them off or laying on my horn. It just doesn't enter my mind until it's too late. You're a better person, Hayden, because when people are about to do anything wrong to me, I usually let out like <laughs> at least a little honk. There's a reaction part to Ba-ba-ba! me honking at this point. So I will tell you guys to show you how dramatic this I almost never touch my horn. And my ex-girlfriend so used to get pissed off at me about how little I used my horn. Yeah, dude, it's a tool. You got to use it. Well, I only use it when people are going to hit me. I use okay. it as a, hey, look over here. You're about to hit me with your car tool. Not a, you're a fucking mean person. Fucking slow down. And speaking of turd muffin, I usually don't use my horn and I just scream, you fucking bumbling oaf. <laughs> so that's the typical go-to. But this time I was like, I, I was on my fucking, I mean, I like, they were in front of me, way in front of me. I'm still on my horn. I'm on that mm. bitch. Like, I'm not nice. letting off that horn. Like, you go, you like, I was like, you guys almost hit me. Okay. Fast forward six seconds. They hit a red light. I hit a red light. They clearly saved a ton of time by cutting me off. They hit the red light. Before they're even fully slowed down, the passenger side door starts opening, and a guy is trying to get out of the car, and he's, like, dragging his foot on the ground. He is clearly fucked up a little bit. He gets out of the car. Meth mouth. No teeth. No teeth. Just gum on this fucker. And he starts screaming at me. He's yelling at me, get the fuck out of the car. Get the fuck out of your car. And anytime. Someone is telling you to get the fuck out of your car, including the police. No, just kidding, not the police. Anytime anyone is telling you to get out of your car, don't get out of your car. Do not get out of your car. Stay in your car. And so I'm like, following my own advice here, I'm like, I'm staying in my fucking car. That's about to turn green, and you're either getting left behind or ran over. Both are fine with me. 
Okay, so he's screaming at me, get out of your car, get out of your car, I'm gonna kick your ass. Like, he's like, he's like, if you're like, fuck you, get the fuck out of your car right now, I'm gonna kick your ass. And I'm like, okay, I'm not about to have a fist fight with a meth head. Because they <laughs> have an inherent, they have an inherent advantage. Meth heads have an inherent advantage, and that's called being high on meth. So if he would have said, get out here and smoke some of this meth so we can have an equal fighting fair, like a fair fight, I would have been like, okay, great, pull over, let's do some meth and let's fight. <laughs> then we're on equal footing. But I'm not about to do some fucking meth, and I'm not about to fight a meth head without an advantage. So I'm like, you know what my advantage is? It's called being a privileged white person. So I type the numbers 911 onto my phone, and I show it to him. And that motherfucker, the light turned green, and that fucker got right back in the car. <laughs> <laughs> and then I called 911 and told them that there's a green Subaru that was uh, uh, had no license plates and was trying to fight people. I never heard That's back. That's a good move. Yeah, yeah, you never will either. Like, yeah. No, I wish I did though. I wish they followed up. Like, you won't believe what these fuckers did. Like, <laughs> oh, tell me, tell me. Like, it's just like having gossip hour with the fucking nine one one operator. Well, I mean, we all know what you should have done there. Is have a gun. You're right, Jeff. <laughs> fucking missed opportunity. Fucking missed opportunity. No, sorry, manslaughter. What were you gonna say? No, you gotta fight it, man. It's all about your pride there. You gotta. You just gotta I get out. You, you know. You got a lot to win, Andrew. No, no. I'm glad I, that you did I, not fight this. I man. sized him up. You know, because your fighter when your fighter flight turns on, you kind of you get a little primal. You're like, what's right? my odds going on right now? Yeah. And and, and I, I assessed that. I was like, I'm bigger than this guy, and I have teeth. So. <laughs> I can got the bite biting him. advantage. I can bite yeah. him. I can bite him. I'm gonna. So I was saying, I was like, I could tackle him and just start biting him. Just your like jaw really is the most powerful muscle in your body. Yeah, it's just like, no, 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 just biting oh. this guy's ear off, going Mike Tyson on him, showing him what meth, the consequences of doing meth. <laughs> going Mike I mean, Tyson on. I yeah. yeah. I mean, he was literally asking for it, but the thing is, like, as an adult, I have no interest in physical confrontations. Honestly, as a kid. As a teenager, as a college student, I never had interest in physical confrontations. Why do we have to hurt each other? I don't want to hurt you. I'm going to hurt you with my words and walk away because I had a big mouth when I was in fucking college. And it, it was often a mistake. <laughs> it was awful for me. The tears um, just running down the other guy's cheek as Andrew walks away after berating him. Well, I never, I don't think I, I only made people want to like kick my ass. But I would always, like, I always had a cop out. They're like, let's go fight. And I'd be like, well, let me ask the bouncer if it's okay if we fight in the bar. You know, like, I would have stuff like that. I would say stuff like that to make them stop. Like, I would only shit talk people who were asking for it, too. I'm making myself sound like some deity of, of drunk shit talking. I'm not. I was definitely a piece of shit. But, you know, nonetheless, I... I, would, I don't want to fight people. I don't want to hurt. Yeah. I don't want to punch anyone. I don't want to get punched. I was bigger than this meth head, but again, meth is a fucking drug, and I wasn't on it. So what am I supposed to do? I would lose for sure. That guy probably wasn't, hadn't felt pain in years. Never get in a fight with someone that has nothing to lose. Yeah, that's a bad choice. Yeah. Yeah. They've already been to prison, probably. They don't care. <laughs> I can't believe you thought this story was going to be boring. That's a crazy story, man. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, it's not, it's yeah. not like I did anything, though. I literally just showed someone the numbers 911 and then drove to my house. Yeah. That's still a good story. Fair enough. I'm glad yeah. you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully, our audience enjoyed it, too. You guys better fucking enjoy it. If you enjoyed it, email us at tangentquest.podcast at gmail.com or tweet us at tangentquest. Okay. Anyway, what's up? <laughs> well, should we should we move on from... I don't know. Hayden, did you have anything to say about the story? I any, got nothing, I got nothing to follow up meth heads attacking I do, people. I do want to go back to honking etiquette real quick. 
I think oh, yes. honking yeah. is something that people should do way more. Like, I don't honk at people for going too fast or whatnot, but anytime someone breaks the law in front of me, I'm going to honk at them. Like, and I, I do it. It's not like I blare in my horn for 30 seconds, but I'm going to honk at people when they, like, run stop signs or, like, cut me off or, you know, like, stupid shit like that. And I, I, I wish more people honked because some people just go their whole life driving like idiots, and I feel like they just don't know it. Well, see... If I was going to improve the world in some way with a, with a simple invention, I think all cars should be equipped with multiple honk horns. I've been on mm-hmm. this this soapbox for a while. I couldn't agree yeah. with you more. Yeah. You need no, a it's thank really you needed. honk horn, and you need mm-hmm. a, a polite a, a polite notice honk horn, and then your angry honk horn. I think if we yeah. had those three, we would be covered. Absolutely. You want to hear a fun fact about the Japanese, how they say thank you in their cars, is they'll Don't turn they... on their double blinker light. Yeah, they flash, right? Yeah. yeah. Nice. I wish more people in America did that. I would yeah. do that to yeah. people, but they'd be like, what the fuck is this asshole doing with his double blinker? <laughs> honk, 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 honk. Yeah. <laughs> Are we you guys just... wavers? Do you wave at people? That oh, like, yeah. Wave. You if someone yeah. Does... <clears throat> Compulsively. Oh if someone does something nice, Compulsively, wave. yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever, like, even if someone's not actively letting me merge into a lane, every time I go in front of someone, I wave. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's a good move. I do a lot of I waving. I do, too. It reduces yeah. road rage, which is a uh, cause for many accidents on I-25, apparently. They could, like, I forgot. There's some statistic. I They used to give, so I used to commute on I-25 every day for two years. Um, they would give you, like, crazy statistics about how many people have died that year. It was wild. Nice. Uh, but they would say, like, I think it was something like, is 70% of deaths this year can be related to road rage? I was like, 70? Oh 70%? Holy shit. Wow. So road rage? That's out of control. Yeah. Out of control. 70%. Too many. Too many. Yeah. That's why I need a But anyway, that's why one. I don't honk is cuz I always fear that it'll <laughs> cause road rage. I'm also scared of guns. And I think a lot of people in Colorado have guns, and when I honk at them, I don't want them to shoot me. Yeah. I know that's a really stupid fear, but I really do think that the you caught the wrong person at the wrong time with a honk and they would flash you a gun, I'd be like, "Don't shoot me, man. I'm yeah. not trying to get shot." Like, I'm trying to get a lot of things, not shot. I'm fine if you want to have a gun for self-defense. Don't keep it in your car. People are too angry in their cars. Also, people steal from your car. I don't. I Nobody should have a gun in their car. That's fucking crazy. No one should have a gun in their fucking car. You know, you're supposed to have it in your trunk, and it's supposed to be locked in your trunk. But so many people, but they make these things. They make these gun holsters for your driver's seat. So you can always have your gun at your driver's seat. It's like, bitch. Who the fuck are you pulling a gun on at your driver's seat? That is literally the road rage gun. They should yeah. call it the road rage holster or the rage the rage holster, where it's yeah. just like, I'm ready to threaten someone with my gun. And I will tell you, it did come to my mind when that meth head was approaching my vehicle. I was like, God, I wish I had a gun right now. But, you know, because yeah. guns yeah. beat meth, right? Guns do beat meth. Or guns make the meth guy draw a gun. So yeah. The guns could have made him show me his gun. True. Yeah. True. He's on meth. He's probably got a gun. Plus, you're in a like a steel cage, like well, or aluminum cage. Like you're pretty, you're pretty safe in your car. You know, that's all I'm saying. No, I, that's why you don't get out. That's why I, again, yeah, cannot emphasize enough. Someone's threatening <laughs> you outside of your car. Don't get out of your car. Your car is very good at protecting you. It can hit <laughs> other cars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that that guy got back into his car because it does sound like they have you like a little. I thought cornered. I was about to run over a meth head. I'm yeah. gonna be completely honest with you. Yeah. I thought the Audi was gonna have a meth head de- side <laughs> dent in it. He like jumps on your hood and you're doing the. Oh, I would have floored it. I would just been like, "This is your problem. I'm obeying the law." <laughs> I would have. I would have floored it in sport mode too, in launch control, just to fucking send that <laughs> meth head. 
Damn. and then sued him for the damage i how do i sound more white in this sentence i use the term audi launch control and meth head uh oh uh talk about your dad's lawyer oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, so my dad has this lawyer. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Or how your uncle's a lawyer or some shit. Yeah. Oh, my That's uncle, my uncle owns a law firm. Yeah, that'd be good. Damn. I wish I wish I had an uncle with a law firm. That'd be lit. I'm sure meth heads really are scared of law firms. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really what drives the terror into their I sh- hearts. I should have yeah. rolled down my window and said, "My dad's a lawyer." That would have got him. He would have got him right got back him. in the car. I'm always so bad at tangenting to this, but we're 30 minutes in. Should we should we get to what we listen to this week? Yeah. 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 But Jeff, yeah. What have you been listening to? Oh man. So we're starting a new D and D campaign and we're running this uh adventure called The Curse of Strahd. And uh I feel totally unprepared. So I started listening to this podcast, The Curse of Strahd, Twice Bitten, which is a bunch of DMs that are part of like a bigger conglomerate that like rewrites Curse of Strahd rules like they're really into it and they're just running it like rules is written and going through it and it's not great it, you know it's like some people that are like a little I don't, I don't know there's something about it that's just like I'm not into it but the DM is really fucking good so I'm I'm, I'm listening to a lot of that um a lot of Harmontown <laughs> a lot of Legendarium as I finish up uh Oathbringer from the Stormlight Archive yeah I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately it's been good yeah yeah it's a good time of year to listen to podcasts get a little, a little cold outside a little time to yeah. just lay back listen to a few pods it's actually really nice when i gotta like walk my dog i'm like well it's, it's all right like i get to listen to a podcast like who cares it's good stuff even That's when good. it's raining and cold outside yeah. yeah oh okay hold on one last interaction point for our audience join our discord channel there's a link in the fucking chat we have a D ch- page where you can talk to jeff about dming or and we're other- gonna start we're going to start oh, streaming next week, right? We're going to be streaming our D&D campaign. We will be posting on the Discord channel for we'll our be second posting session. On the Discord. Yes, and the first one too. But you can join the Discord channel and talk to us about the D&D campaign. We'll be streaming it live tomorrow night and at pretty much Mondays, right? That's our plan is Mondays for the D&D campaign. Yeah. It's it's a fun campaign. We have great characters. You get to interact with us on Twitch a little bit. Well, we probably won't interact with chat that much, but nonetheless, it's a fun time. Our campaign is a good time. The last one was amazing. And what's the campaign called again, Jeff? Curse of Strahd. Curse of Strahd. I can't. Hayden made a new character that's going to be really fucking good. Wait, you dumped Pan? He dumped yeah. Pan. He fell in love with a monster, and they, they set oh, up a and, happy and house. You know. happily. Oh, fuck, it was a good hot. time. And Hisham wrote a backstory for Boris. That is fucking amazing. It's so, long. I didn't you get read really? it. No, I'm no, so no, no. I just saw oh, okay. the I saw the length on his computer. He's like, don't read it. Yeah. I was like, okay. All right. Because yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think you guys should know it yet. But yeah, it's yes, really good. I don't know the backstory. I just saw it. it's long. Like his backstory was, I can tell. And Hisham is a very talented guy. I'm sure it's yeah. super well written. It's really, I, it's really well written. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, there's a lot built into this campaign. It's gonna be really fun. Um. So join us for those, and if you guys want to talk D and D, we have a we have a whole channel devoted to D and D in the Discord. So fucking join the Discord. It's the links in the fucking description of this podcast. Andrew, I don't read the descriptions of the podcast. Go fucking look at it. It's on your phone. You're looking at your phone right now. Just click on the description. Click on the link. And you'll join the Discord. I don't have a Discord channel. Just make an account. It's so easy. You people are so okay. Anyway. I do spend longer than I should creating the, the descriptions for the the, you, the do podcast you do a great every job, time. Hayden. Don't don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Especially the one where we said Buffalo seven times in a row. That was, yeah. that was beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And what are you listening to this week? I started off uh, catching up on a lot of Freakonomics. 
And I think some of those Freakonomic episodes are so good. And then I get to the ones where they interview people, and those are so bad. So bad. Do, do, do you agree with this? Really? I don't like his his interview episodes. I would you agree. guys don't like interviews. This is your problem. You guys Listen, fucking yeah. hate interviews. No, it's uh, totally true. I don't like interview podcasts. Well, except for the climbing one uh, that I'm blanking on the name of. See, well, I think they fall into the a different cast. category. Do you know any podcast that only do interviews sometimes, not all the time, uh, that you enjoy uh, the interviews of? Because I feel like that becomes a second tier because I love Freakonomics until they start interviewing people. Then I fall off. You know, I agree with you. I like the interviews on Freakonomics. This is why I'm a little like... <sighs> it's because you're a, a big business baby. It's a... Uh, yes, a big that's what it is. baby? Yeah, it's because you're like, <laughs> I really want to know what this CEO has to tell me about Hayden. being a, a, a talk point host. It, it's terrible. A I don't like how on host? brand that is, but it's big business boy, <laughs> motherfucker. Big business bitch over there. Maybe I'm a big business baby <laughs> until a big I graduate and bitch. then... <laughs> BBB triple B has so many put po- so much potential around it. I am a, a big good business boy though. Thank you. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. To, I'm to... a big I guess you could argue I'm a big business baby until I get that fancy three letters behind my name in May, but I will I I I've ref- I I the triple B is usually big business boy. So, um, you know, d- respect it. Okay. Respect respect my comical term for being an MBA. Regardless of your MBA-ness, I, I think the interview ones are terrible. So I, I've been listening to a lot of reply all to to I've been repping those. Those are short episodes. I've been like powering yeah. through the short episodes. Reply all is a good podcast. I can't wait to get into it. But interviews are all about perspective. And I think you guys would like more interviews if you were listening to interviews that you cared about. That's the thing. Is like if you don't give a shit about the like if you're like kind of interested but not really invested, you're like okay, this guy's boring as fuck. Because interviews, the person like typically, you know, when you're oh. interviewing someone, that person's usually not an entertainer, right? They're not trying to entertain you. They're just like, I'm very knowledgeable and I'm going to tell you yeah. about the stuff I okay. understand. Fair point. Maybe I just don't like CEOs. Maybe that's what I'm, I'm oh, realizing about. <laughs> God damn. Just kidding. CEOs can be interesting. That's called generalization. It's not fair. But no, that's. I mean, I just think again, I just think it's I just think it's perspective. I don't think you should turn people off to Freakonomics interview episodes, especially the triple B's and BBGs out there. And BBGs. Big business girls and big business thems. <laughs> okay. We're a very inclusive podcast, Jeff. You're right. Okay? That's fair. Yeah. I got a point. When you do when you do listen to a lot of episodes that are short on a podcast, do you get driven crazy by listening to the same ad over and over? Because it's such I, a I was quick waiting, frequency. I was oh, waiting to talk about this. So the bad. ads are bad. The ads are really fucking frustrating. Yeah. Do you guys not skip through the ads? Dude, I was having issues with the UX or the UI in, in the mobile version of uh, Spotify with it. It skipped me to the next episode instead of skipping the ad. Oh, It was shit. making me so, so mad. Whew. Do you listen to all your podcasts on Spotify, Andrew? Most, yeah. If they're available on yeah. Spotify, listen there first, yeah. There's a couple things missing from Spotify that like that thoroughly annoy me into not using it. I, if it's missing, this is why I still have that podcast app downloaded. Is because like then I have something instantly to go to for it. But for the most part, yeah, I'm just on Spotify. I think it's the best, it's fastest, best streaming service in my opinion. Man, they should be fucking paying us for this shit right now. <laughs> my, my. <laughs> 
All right, Andrew, what you been listening to? Okay, so uh, I, it was a lot of... So I was... Since I, I finished finals last week, I'm into... I just did have like a normal work week, which I haven't had in a really long time. It was very odd to be working like actually on work stuff during the work week, um, like without school distracting me and trying to take all my attention away. So that was good. But so it was a lot of music because when I'm doing some work stuff, I can listen to music. And I will tell you, I got this recommendation from a good friend of mine named Al, um, who's the... As some of you devoted listeners may remember him as the Sam Harris uh, disciple. Um, Al was a classical jazz musician at one point. So he has like this amazing fucking discography. He knows like all these amazing jazz albums. And he turned me on to this album by Terrence Martin and Robert Glasper and Ninth Wonder. But it's mostly Terrence Martin. It's called Dinner Party. It came out this year. It's, uh, I mean, just uh, one of the best albums i've listened to in a long time seven songs 23 minutes treat yourself to dinner party by terrence martin i'm also digging my 2020 top playlists i fucking love this bitch i love having a top playlist of the year this is so cool that spotify does this wow we're really jerking off spotify they're still an evil conglomerate but are they an great evil conglomerate? product i don't think they, they are they seem a very no wholesome i don't think they conglomerate, are honestly. yeah i'm pretty sure it's a really wholesome conglomerate <laughs> i would bet you there's some evil in there no they're probably great no, yeah. I think the guy who created it is actually like everyone should have access to music, all the music. Yeah, we should. Yeah, yeah. oh, I think so. Yeah. Spotify's I think he's like best a really like. Shit, yeah. I don't even care if I, I make money. I thought, yeah. I thought part of it was owned by Facebook, which gave me concern. I can't remember mm-hmm. though. I don't think so. Uh, all right, that'd be. Evil. But maybe they own like a stake or something. Yeah, maybe a stake, but not a majority share. In that yeah. case, that's great. Nonetheless, Spotify's a great app, but it, it dinner parties on Spotify. Fucking go listen to it. And if you guys have. Your 2020, your top songs of 2020, send them to me. I fucking love people's tw- top years or top of the year song lists. Yeah. I love them. You too should send me yours too, of course. But listeners, if you guys are out there, send us an email with uh, your 2020 playlist. We'll, I'll probably listen to the whole thing because I have music on in the background all the time. So Jeff shaking I his sh- head. I share a Spotify account with Courtney a lot of the time. And oh, almost half of my playlist is Taylor Swift. <laughs> Almost half of it. It's so good. Not though. unexpected. Courtney. Not unexpected. Courtney was in the top point zero two percent of Taylor Swift listeners. What? What does that even mean? Wow. She listens to a lot of Taylor Swift. So my top artist of the year was uh, Glass Animals. I really love nice. Glass Animals. Um, and I was in the top two percent of their listenership. I was like, "Whoa, that's really high." Point oh two is out of control for. Taylor I hope Swift. I'm getting that right. I hope I'm not misrepresenting that, but I'm pretty sure it was, if it not point oh two, point two percent, like something ridiculous. Well, for Taylor that's, Swift, an artist that big too, that's even yeah, like, that's crazy. a huger thing than Glass Animals. Yeah, she's been listening to her. She has two new albums like in the last six months, and she's been listening to them like crazy. So, yeah. This is the thing is Glass Animals new album. I really, really fucking liked. So I had that on repeat for a long time. And then I also just like their discography. So I had a lot of their songs on all the time. Yeah. I always have to take the Spotify year playlist and then I put it in a new playlist and I trim all the songs that shouldn't be in there. Cause I, 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 I have like I study songs. That. I have workout songs. Like I yeah. have to cut those out. I fine tune it as well because there's some stuff in there. I'm like, I listened to this on repeat because I thought it was good. And then I realized I don't like it. And now I want it out of my life. <laughs> so you know yeah i feel yeah. like everyone's some pruning some pruning has to happen yeah one of my friends sent me her top of 2000 uh, 2020 list and like you know what it, it, what blows me away about music is how much music i've never listened to and this is why i love getting everyone's top. like her playlist is like this amazing fucking 
list of music like it's incredible i love listening to it and my list i'm like embarrassed by a little bit yeah like there's songs on there i'm like <laughs> ah, you know you don't need to listen to that one and hers is just like this flawless like excellent list of incredible music maybe she curates it maybe she's like uh, you don't think she's like this song's really really sophisticated i'm gonna leave it on repeat for a good four <laughs> hours just to make sure it's up there. i i i she's not the type to do that so no i don't i think she just has really great taste which is apparently i do not you've got a music channel on your twitch i think we should all post our playlist there you know really, oh! really get ballsy and join the discord there. Join yeah. the Discord to post your your fucking playlist oh, and find you everyone do else's. Have a playlist. Look at that. Or a yeah, music yeah, yeah. channel. I'm really embarrassed by mine, and I'm gonna post it. I'm gonna put it up there. If anybody judge me, then fucking have at it. I love it, dude. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Cool, cool. All right, boys. Well, should we get into the podcast of the week? Let's, Let's do, do it. it. All right. So this week, after a lot of requests, was to the Reply All podcast. It's a Gimlet Media podcast. A podcast about the internet that is actually unfailingly original exploration of modern life and how to survive it. Um, it's by, oh, that's what The Guardian called it. Um, it's hosted by PJ Vogue, Alex Goldman, and Emmanuel Zatzai from Gimlet. And so we listened to three episodes. It was uh, number 115, The Bitcoin Hunter, which was uh, Alex Goldman like kind of tracking down this woman's Bitcoin. Episode 155, Friendship Village, which was um, a podcast format that they called Yes, Yes, No, that we'll get into later. And then number 168, which is the Happiness Calculator, which was about um, like tracking the happiness of the U.S. population over Twitter using like word clouds and rated uh, happiness scales. That's a, that's a giant generalization for those three episodes, but yeah, let's get into it. What did you guys think? So I'm a man of the people. So, which is why I recommended this podcast, um, or I used it for my term. And I'm so glad you guys did because I hadn't listened to a lot of Reply All. I think if you guys, some of you may recall, I talked about how in a, in an episode I I listened to Reply All early, early in their like days, and I didn't like it. I kind of was like, eh, this isn't for me. Like, I don't think they did a nice job. I don't. I didn't love the subjects they talked about. It felt like they talked about things I'd already read on Reddit. And I was like, you guys aren't really digging into what you could be doing. But now I feel like they've totally dug in what they should be doing. And I'm really glad I revisited it because before I was kind of in my, like, I wouldn't recommend this pod. Now I like, I really like this podcast. And every episode we listened to was super fun. I don't know about you guys, but I had a blast with each of their episodes. I love that they kind of have like a theme for the episode where they're like, we bring in our listenership and we ask them these questions and then they come back and like, blah 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 right like they yeah. like they like or they give come with us with a problem or we have or they have questions for us and we answer them or we like you know we do all this stuff with our listenership but they have like really cool interaction points i i don't i don't know if that's too nerdy on a meta level for as, as podcasters but i loved how they did it it was so cool i'm glad to and hear the, that because you did kind of rag on it for a while being like you thought it was like too reddit like but it is a really good podcast it is. It it's is. a good. It, it totally changed my mind. I'm glad we came back. But let me. You guys tell me. I, I'm. I'm happy we're about to have a circle jerk moment. But tell me more. Tell me more about your guys' thoughts. Because you guys liked this before we did this, right? You guys have been. You guys both listened to Reply All a lot, right? Only a, a little, little bit. bit on my end. Like I had listened to a few episodes, but I, I really dug in and listened to a whole bunch. And I gotta say, like. I like a lot of the stuff they do, and I think it's really fun. I like the way they have like different segments, like they have whole episodes, uh, the yes, yes, no, where they they talk about things that um, one person or a couple of the hosts don't know about on the internet, and the other person describes it to them. 
I think those are tons of fun. I think the visitor, uh, the listener outreach is a ton of fun. They did a segment where a forgiveness week for emails you haven't responded to. That uh, th- this, <laughs> there was a holiday they made where this day you could respond to emails that you had been ignoring for the last year and, and you didn't feel any guilt about it. And then they had a bunch of stories that came back from that that there were a lot of fun. God, it's clever. Guys, hold on. Do you guys have emails that in your inbox that you haven't responded to in like over three months? No. Oh, I do. I do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't get a lot that, of emails. That, that I owe a response to. And I just Who's am like, from? no. Wait, let's dig into it. What is Hold it? Hold on. Let me go find one. Okay. I have one, and this reveals a little bit about my financial situation, so no judgment. It's not a big deal. I'm okay with it revealing. I own properties that I rent to people. I have a tenant who sent me their signed lease and said, and asked me some follow-up questions about the property. I never answered the questions. <laughs> I saved, I, I clearly opened it. I saved the signed lease and I never responded. What, what are the questions? And they don't live in the property anymore. So why, 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 are, why is it unread? Why have you just not deleted this now? You know. Do you, are you one of those people who I runs like I, a million unread messages at any given time? No, no, no. I am very strict about uh, how many emails I have in my, uh, I told myself I'll get back to them, but that's not that important to me right now. And it got so deep into my email list that I kind of forgot about it for a while. And then they moved out. And I was like, oh. And then they moved out nine months later. Yeah. And I was like, shit, I never answered those questions. I hope they figured it out. Oh, Andrew, you should wait for this specific day they were talking about on the podcast and send them an answer. Oh, as the, after they've moved <laughs> out. <laughs> that would be too funny. That'd be too funny. They were actually really nice people, and I think they it was like really basic bitch shit. I'm like, you guys got this. Like, you don't need my help. Yeah, I never replied. I say I saved the lease. I have the lease on my computer, signed and everything. You guys don't have that. You nope. guys don't have emails you've ignored for nine months. I'll ignore things for a couple days or you know a week, but I, I clean it up. I have Bugs a person me. that I text with where it's like once a month we send each other a text that's too long. And I think the other person gets it, reads it, panics, and then like a month later remembers to respond. And that's worked out pretty well. I think we're at like an agreement at this point. But I think it's kind of different. And there are, there are some times where like I will forget and it'll be like six months later and I go to text them something random. And then I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't respond to that thing. But it's like a mutual agreement at this point. I like those mutual agreements. I have a really – I have a good friend of mine. I think I, I, I think I spoke about her offline to you guys before we started. But she's in law school. And I'm in, you know, I'm in graduate school too. And we like to stay in touch and like shoot the shit because we're both like dealing with graduate school. It's just a relatable time in our lives. And we like to, you know, bitch and we're still good friends. So we like to talk all the time. But like there will be time, like two month periods where it's just like radio silence where one of us will have sent us like a question or stuff to t- like answer. And the other person will just, I can't, I cannot. I, yeah. I, like, I see the text. I read the text. I don't have the capacity to reply to the text. <laughs> I, those are good relationships. Yeah. Mutual it's almost like sending postcards at this point. Like, yes, yeah. you know, absolutely. you're snail absolutely. mailing it on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Because replying just in succession would, yeah, it's, it's too much. Yeah. It's nice. It's great. It's fucking great, dude. Would right, recommend. Back, back to the podcast. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> this is a good tangent. I, this cool podcast. Uh, the subjects they pick, I do think are really cool. I used to listen to this a lot. I listened to like the first 25 in a row on a binge way back when. And I thought it was usually really cool. And it's a lot of like 
investigative journalism like this guy i forget which of the hosts it is if it's alex or um or pj but they will like really like do all they can to actually dig into these stories which is really cool and the only problem that i have with it is i have a really hard time distinguishing the two of their voices did you guys have an issue <laughs> with that like I, yeah okay it could have been I can one never person tell doing all three of these parts for me yeah they're really close i i was i will tell you i was so i was uh I was, you remember the roof rack I was talking about when I was dealing with that meth head? Yeah. I was putting it on um, this afternoon and I had the the podcast on, on my phone speaker. And you know, that's not very high quality audio. I, at one point I didn't know who the fuck was talking, <laughs> like indistinguishable. It was like Which someone is, talking to themselves. Yeah. It's funny because their personalities are very, very, very different and they like lean into how different their personalities are in a good way. So being so different in personality, but so similar in voice makes it like almost like humorous. I was thinking yeah. like, oh, maybe the three of us sound like sometimes. No, not even fucking a little. <laughs> nope. Not no, I think we're pretty good. Yeah. Is that Kanye if West anyone, or is that Joe heard. Rogan? I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> God, I still have PTSD from Kanye West. Like, yeah, can... I have anxiety from that episode. This is going to be a, a big old tangent, but after we did that episode, I went and I don't know for whatever reason I was digging through the subreddit. And people posted these videos of Joe Rogan, like, really shitty on Kanye, like, talking about how crazy he was and how, like, he didn't make any sense. And then we went through that whole Kanye, Joe Rogan episode where he's like, I've always thought you were a genius. Like, I've always thought everything you said is crazy. <laughs> and, man, I wish I had known that before we recorded the podcast. So that would have been a really good time to shit on him. Yeah. Yeah, <sighs> man, we could have taken a much bigger dump on Joe Rogan than we thought we were going to. Yeah. Look, don't don't be afraid, listeners. We will go back to the Joe Rogan podcast. First of all, it bumped our numbers up wildly out of control. <laughs> like double the I, like, number of people listening. Double to the, like way over double. And if any of you are Joe Rogan listeners who accidentally found us, first of all, welcome. Thanks for joining <laughs> us. I really appreciate you guys giving us a chance as a very small podcast compared to Joe Rogan, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, but we will be back to Joe Rogan, not just for the numbers boost again, but because... We need to do a Joe Rogan episode where he's Joe Rogan, not yeah. Joe Rogan saying, yeah, Kanye, go off, King, which is apparently off, all he said. Uh, yeah, we really need to. For the reply all, looping it back. Oh, do, sorry. You want to get back to what we were talking about? <laughs> do you guys like the different bits they did, like the different podcast bits? That There was the tech help one. There was the yes, yes, no. Yes. Do you have a favorite? The tech help one was beautiful. I loved it. The it was the Bitcoin Hunter episode. That was my favorite one, for sure. That's a cool episode, yeah. That was a really fucking cool episode. I really enjoyed that because Bitcoin's fucking wild. And just hearing about someone who bought Bitcoin and like you know nine years ago was like, where is it? It's like I don't know. How do we find out? That was such a cool journey. Holy shit! I loved that episode. I thought that was so cool. I wanted to find more episodes that had that style, like that tech help style. I need to go look for them. But I loved it. That was my favorite one. Did you guys yeah. have a favorite? Uh, I think I like the, just like the the ones where he just goes into anything. Like Hayden and I were talking, he's got a really good QAnon episode where he just takes a deep dive into QAnon and like uh, interviews some of the people that own 4chan and whatnot. And those are really good. But the tech episodes are really good. And uh, there's one that's become like kind of infamous on the internet where they're, they're doing their tech one. And this guy calls in and he's like, yeah, uh, it's not really tech help, but like, I have the cure for male pattern baldness. And they're like, what are you talking about? And he like dodges questions forever. 
and they follow up on a later podcast with people being like, so like, was he serious? Like, what was it? And he had emailed them what he had found was like the solution and didn't want to tell anybody because he didn't want them to rip it off. And they claimed that he was like very serious about it. And it's just like crazy thing with this like guy that may or may not have the cure for male pattern, <laughs> bad, pattern baldness or might just be crazy. But yeah, those are really interesting. And the people that call in are like sometimes like pretty crazy, which is, again, interesting. Well, anyway, <laughs> Hayden, which, which format was your favorite? <laughs> Oh, sorry. What? Which format was your favorite? The yes, yes, no, the tech questions, or I, I love the idea of doing a yes, 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 no, so much. Just asking someone who knows things about the internet what I should care about on the internet. I, I think that's pretty hilarious. I but... feel like Andrew would be a good person to ask because yeah. I feel like Andrew knows a lot of shit that I haven't heard of, and I feel pretty like internet educated. So it, it yeah. almost bothers me. It's like, where am I missing this stuff? Well, he's in some dark corners of the internet that I don't think normal internet Andrew involves. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I got a question. A yes, yes, no I, question. I, I take I take not offense to that, but what do you mean by dark corners? Not like actual web? dark corners, just like weird corners. But we're, I, for an actual yes, dark I corner. Yes, I will agree with weird. But dark makes it sound like I'm doing sketchy shit on the internet, which I am not. But have you ever? Have you ever been on the dark net? Have you ever been I will on the, tell the you, Tor web? I will tell you, and this is not anything, like the court of law can't take this because I could be lying. But one time when we were freshmen in college, much like the Bitcoin Hunter episode, my roommate at the time bought Bitcoin, a lot of Bitcoin too. Like I bet you if he could find that wallet, it'd be worth a bunch of money. And we tried, like we weren't, actively trying to do anything but we tried to purchase things with bitcoin we were curious if we could like the woman on the show we were trying to find a way to utilize bitcoin to on said buy stuff buy stuff that's it It, who knows what it is but we were trying to buy stuff that's all we're trying to buy we're trying there's stuff on the internet we're trying to buy it with bitcoin could have been clothes could have been a car it was stuff we were trying to find stuff on the internet we were trying to buy stuff on the internet it didn't work because we found out we were using our, uh, so we were using the Wi-Fi at our college. <laughs> no. They know. Yeah. They fucking know. You yeah. can't even stream on the door of Wi-Fi. Yeah. So we were we got shut down pretty fucking fast. So I'll tell you that. In what way? Just like we got a we like we're kind of searching like why is this an issue and they're like in like one of the first like troubleshooting websites like if you're using your colleges or your like public institutions uh, Wi-Fi stop right now like, <laughs> stop immediately because they will fucking know and we were like oh, oh shit. shit so they blocked a lot of the stuff so people yeah. wouldn't even try to use it but they would also flag your computer if you tried to go past it yeah so we were like okay stop now like. I mean, but you know, you're curious. It's you're, you get curious when you hear about this shit. And we were, we were like, "Is this actually something you can do? Is this like a real thing?" And we ended up on Wi-Fi that wasn't the universities at some point with our laptops. And we we're like, "Yeah, this is a fucking thing." And we didn't end up buying anything or doing anything with it. But I bet you, I would I wouldn't be surprised if my roommate has Bitcoin locked up somewhere. Um, I'll have to ask him. I should text him. Yeah. We're still really close friends. I'll have to text him and find out. But you gotta uh, ask him, man. Anyway, so yes, I've, I guess I've been... That is the darkest I've gone, but nonetheless, it wasn't very interesting and there was no fruition from it. What was the question? <laughs> Did you have an actual yes, yes, no question? I was just wondering if you've ever been on the actual dark web. 
like the the Tor uh, super web browsers. Briefly. It's so the uh, let me tell you, they don't give a fuck about UI UX technology at all. So difficult to navigate. It's impossible. It's so frustrating. That's hilarious. Huh. I love that. That's the complaint. Yes, they should have fucking like figure it out. Like make it easy. Make it if you're gonna make me, if you want my money, make it easy to give you my money. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> huh. Yeah. No, I am. I haven't been on the dark web. I uh. Yeah. There's nothing good there. It's not, it's useless fucking time. I imagine they're pretty good at like you know. I I doubt that there's anything that we can do anymore that the U.S. government doesn't know about. So even though you think you're like, oh, I got this thing running and like they can't find me anymore, like. I am almost 100% sure that they're tracking everything. So, well, Plus, I mean, like, like, it's a 50-50 if you're buying it off of, if you're buying like drugs, if it's actual drug dealers you're talking with or or FBI agents who are just going to yeah, <laughs> sting totally. you. The, Silk, <laughs> the only reason the Silk Road was a thing for a while is because the U.S. government was kind of like, what the fuck is this? We don't even know how to interact with this. Sure. But now I totally agree. I think it's, I don't think, I think it, they've proved it. There's a, literally a company that can track how you're using your Bitcoin. Yeah. Or a Super guy that easily. just knows, like in ten seconds, like where it's at. Yeah. I wonder. I like, wonder what that guy does day to day. That sounds like an insane thing. Apparently, it's it's crazy. That's not that hard. It's crazy. So if you think about that, the U.S. government definitely hired a bunch of people who are capable of doing that same thing at a big paycheck, and they're like track all the illegal shit going on and find yeah. it. There's no way they're not doing that. Like, there nothing is anonymous. Is what that episode taught me. I was blown yeah, away so- that that guy existed. The guy who hunted down Bitcoin. So for crazy. listeners, if you if you haven't listened to this episode yet, it's this really crazy story of this woman that bought some Bitcoin to buy some weed and then realized like 20 years later that she might have some change from it that'd be worth a lot of money. So the hosts of this podcast like work with some people to try to track down where her Bitcoin might be because they couldn't find it on her computer anymore. And they talked to this guy who was just like an expert in finding Bitcoin. And he was just like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm about to get on a plane. If you uh, send me some information about it, like, by the time I land or, like, during this plane flight, like, I'm, I can probably figure out, you know, where that Bitcoin is, which defeats the whole purpose of Bitcoin. It's supposed to be this anonymous form of currency that, like, only the holder has, and you're not supposed to be able to hack and whatnot, but clearly that's all bullshit because this guy can, like, just look at some stuff and know where your Bitcoin is. Which is crazy. <laughs> Nothing is safe on the internet. You're never Nothing anonymous safe. or safe on the internet. Yeah. Cool bit, though. Cool bit. Cool Fucking bit. cool bit. So they had this this uh this episode called The Happiness Indicator. Is that what it was? Yeah, that was also a good one. You like yeah. that one? That one made me so annoyed. Why? I I okay, Jeff, what is your opinion of this episode before I, I lay in? Yeah, so it was an episode called The Happiness Calculator with Alex Goldman, and it was this researcher who had built this algorithm where basically they take Twitter, they put it into text format. They make a word cloud, you know, where it's like shows the frequency of word use. And then they took all the words and rated them on a scale from one to 10 on happiness. And then they use that to track happiness. I can't, I don't remember if it's in the US or if it's globally. Twitter happiness. I think it was, well, English language happiness because they hadn't. Yeah, that's a good point. So it's, it's English language happiness through Twitter and they use it to monitor it. And I know this makes Hayden angry. So before you try to put this on me, Hayden, what what did you think? Yeah, let's let's start with the negative sandwich here. What's wrong with this episode? Twitter is such a poor source for monitoring what people feel. It's I mean, 
that th- there's that whole bit about how your brain likes being outraged at things and and twitter is definitely what gets retweeted and what gets posted is definitely people being outraged at things at at least a much higher majority than what you're feeling day to day i thought it was incredibly short-sighted that they were taking twitter to track average american slash english language happiness so so this is where i where i started off agreeing with you and then began disagreeing and maybe andrew with his big statistician bbb background will will tell me if this doesn't work or not but they're not using it to be like the 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 u.s population is 10 out of 10 happy or one out of 10 happy they're just saying relative happiness. They're not saying like that Twitter represents how happy the population is. They're just saying it it got happier, it got more negative. So it's not like you know what I'm saying. They're not exactly, saying like Jeff. this is. I would yeah. I would think about it like an index. It's yeah. a happiness index as opposed to an actual happiness value. You can tell by language used. There's a level we can index the total happiness within the population at given time. That doesn't mean it's a total granted market value of happiness, right? Yeah, they're just saying Twitter today compared to Twitter yesterday yeah. is happier. You don't think there's some trend that people people are going for more likes or more retweets, and they're learning that more outraged tweets or more upsetting things get more responses. And they're, they're no. honing in on that in the same way that you would like when the internet came out, there's a bunch of pictures and then people are like, people love puppy pictures. If I post more puppy pictures, people will respond to that more than a picture of my dinner. Well, I didn't think they used retweets and likes as a metric. I thought they were mostly saying like, here's what people are saying. More people say things that get them more retweets and likes was was my thought. Sure. Yeah, and that's that's an interesting thought. But Twitter, it's not like... Twitter's a new thing and we haven't figured that out. Like Twitter's been around for a long time. I don't think that those trends are going to drive it. I thought that I think might be people already know the... what gets some t- likes and retweets and they're going to continue on that phase. Like over a year, I don't think people are going to be like I need to post more negative shit cuz it gets more retweets and think that that's going to like upset their algorithm. I was saying it might be more responsible for the the downward trend in happiness that they've been seeing on the index for the last several years. But I don't know. What would you attribute that I, to? I think that they did a really good job. They pointed towards things that made sense. They like pointed towards events and said that this event happened and we can clearly see it in our results like it was more negative here. And this thing happened and like here we can see a happier day. You know? So I think that they did a good job of like backing up their results with like actual life events that like drove the algorithm to respond correctly to it. And I can't off the top of my head, like, remember what those events were. But, you know, ever since coronavirus started, it's gone down. And that makes a lot of fucking sense. It makes a lot of sense. They did they did it based on, like, uh, you know, the, like, they did it around George Floyd, the, the first, like, BLM, like, serious, like, events for those. And, like, it was very consistent with what people would assume was the, you know, but general. The, and, and I get that. There's going to be things that happen that are major events. I'm talking more, they were talking like a multi-year downward trend since they started measuring. Well, and I think, I forgot what year they started. Yeah, I don't remember either. But I think there's a lot of statistics that back it up, like depression's at its highest, people are feeling lonelier than ever, suicide's super high. So I think they have a lot of other statistics that are also agreeing with what they're drawing towards. Like, yeah. we're pretty and, unhappy and we're getting unhappier. Do you think there's a sampling size thing where, where people who 
are happier or better at controlling their happiness leave social media? Yes. I I was about to say that. I hmm. think that social media is kind of, and this is based on zero science facts or statistics, but I genuinely believe that social media creates a kind of, I think it really is a place for negativity in the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 specifically Twitter, man. I feel, I feel like Hayden, I'm not disagreeing with you when you say like, you know, negative tweets are probably going to get more likes, right. Or like being it's super just totally, aggressive and yeah, angry. The way the something. human brain is built. At a Absolutely. Point. It's, it's a reaction. It's like entertainment, right? Extremes get attention. It's, and it is a form. And so you got to remember at the end of the day, this social media is a form of entertainment. But I think a lot of people who are a lot happier, they're happier because they're not spending their day comparing their mentality, their lives, their activities, to other people on social media because they've eliminated that from their lives. So they're not the ones on social media like praising themselves as like, hey, like today I had a great day because I woke up at 8 a.m. and I went on a run and then I spent some time doing some things I like. That's not going to get a lot of retweets on social media because no one fucking gives a shit, right? Yep. But those people are probably intrinsically happy because they're like, I'm doing things that I'm enjoying and, and having a good time with and I'm happier for it. And they don't put it on social media because they're like, it's a useless place to put it because they've kind of come to that realization. And I had that moment with Facebook a long time ago. I don't know if, do you guys still use Facebook? Not really. No, not really. I I haven't had Facebook since 2015. And I did it because I was like, this is like the worst place in the fucking world. (laughs) Like everyone sucks. (laughs) And these are like my friends, you know? And, uh, and I remember my, I remember like feeling like a weight lifted off my shoulders after like a month off Facebook. And then I got on Instagram and that is just like <laughs> right back to square one, baby fucking love that square one Instagram shit. My complaints about the episode were super nitpicky on a specific episode. I like the idea of a happiness index a lot. And I like when people try to figure out how to track that. Like you would track GDP for various countries. There's, there's some like Freakonomics episodes and whatnot that talk about like, happiness indicators per country and and what and how you would actually arrive at a metric to measure that it's a cool idea it's it's fascinating like this this whole episode it was super fascinating you know again it's it's not a full truth right it is a sample size truth yeah and we're taking a very large sample to be fair it's so hard to measure happiness it kind of it's so this is what's hard about and this is why this episode exists and why we're having such a hard time identifying it yeah how do you measure? How do you actually measure happiness? I did really like the idea. So one of the hosts had his text messaging converted into a word cloud. They did the happiness meter yeah. just on him, and I was really curious about that. What like that would actually say about me? I'd love to see yeah. the word cloud and percentages of my most common words. I think that would be super interesting. You could probably do that like tonight. Do you yeah. think it would actually be like representative for you? No. Yeah, I, See, I, don't I don't think, think so either. I don't think the. I mean, if you could somehow tank phone calls, that might get a little closer. If you could mm. tabulate tone of voice and things like that, but I think my I, text messages would be on brand as fuck. I don't really? think I emote really? as much through text message when things are actually bad. I probably don't text when things um, I'm upset or whatever. You know, I I, I don't do think most, it's that clear. I do most of my texting at the computer, so I can type. Meaning I can type more which means I can over-elaborate and express myself in a much more uninteresting and long way for people. So yes, I, I think my text would be very on brand. And I'm surprised that you guys don't think yours would, honestly. What are you hiding from me when we text? <laughs> You're probably the more closed in of the three of us. What? Yeah. 
I'm surprised that I. Yeah, I think me? yours is yours well, is a hundred percent. You closed in. Yeah, I. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I am I always that. very uncertain if I if you are actually like doing good or bad. I think it's a lot of tonal things, but sometimes you're just tired. So, <laughs> all right, should we get into some final thoughts because we're yeah, really good at veering out of this one? All right, uh, Andrew, why don't you go first? So I well, I think I I I, I always pre I always do an executive summary um, because I'm a triple B of my final thoughts. Um, but like I said, I, I'm so glad we came back to Reply All because at first I didn't like them and now I really like them. This is one of the few podcasts that I will absolutely already have episodes I want to return to because they the 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 themes they do, the interactions they do, the listenership they do. I listened to an episode that you guys I don't know if you guys listened to this one. They had people call in the day after the election results came in to talk about like how they're feeling, how they're doing. Holy shit, that episode was crazy. That was a great episode. Um and so, like, episodes like that, like, I'm like, oh, my God, I could listen to this all day. So I will be back to Reply All starting whenever I feel like listening to them. But it's it has totally evolved from their early episodes. It's weird for me. I feel very hipster saying I listened to the first, like, 20 episodes of Reply All, and it was not that good. But now they're great. They really came into themselves. They really figured it out. I think they got some great content. And, uh, yeah, I... I I really liked it overall. This is uh, this is for sir for sir for sure a circle jerk podcast in my opinion because I feel like we all feel the same way that's very good. But it's just a good podcast. If you're like internet culture in any way there's something for you here. It's fucking good. It's fun. The hosts sound the same, but that's fine. It worked for <laughs> me. It'll work for everyone else. I think it's mwah. it's it's a chef's kiss podcast. Love it. I also think it's a great podcast. Doing a podcast on the topic of the internet is a pretty tall order and they take it on well they've got like stories all over the place on things i would never imagine that they would talk about you know some are obvious but some are so out there that i i, I wouldn't have even thought of so it's really interesting in that way i i like their dynamic i like uh it, it's fun it's informative it's it's got lots of things that i've never heard of before which is fun to listen to i think some of their stuff can be a little hit and miss but overall it's really good it's really high quality i'm definitely going to listen to more nice yeah yeah uh it's a it's a great podcast uh the hosts are awesome the the actual like journalism that alex goldman does is really crazy and they have like a really good vibe the two hosts they it's almost like a hello internet vibe like alex goldman's like kind of crazy and kind of ocd and ridiculous and pj's a little more easygoing and it's a it's a good vibe to listen to for podcasts i really i really like the the host connection there it's super good podcast would recommend it to anybody. They explain tech really well, which I feel like is really difficult to do, but almost anything they get into, they start at a really good base and like build it up and man, yeah. It's a good podcast. It it makes sense that a lot of people would recommend this one. Like it's um it's good for just about anybody. So I think there's a big reason why so many people wrote in and said, You guys gotta do reply all. Yeah. I think they knew our listenership knows us. They knew this was gonna be a TQCJ. They fucking knew. <laughs> And here we are. Here we are. Classic TQCJ. Yeah. I love it. We haven't right, had Hayden, a CJ we... in a long time, Jeff. Okay, you're looking at <laughs> we had like, one okay, last wrap week. It up this, wrap up the circle jerk talk. No. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Yeah. We haven't circle jerked in so long. Okay? <laughs> Song Exploder was a bit of a circle jerk, but we had a guest, so it didn't count. So this is nah, a real circle count. jerk. This is real yeah. TQCJ right here. 
real Tiki CJ. <laughs> <laughs> have you stopped oh. Andrew this is a tangent have you stopped saying uh, circle jerk as much in front of your colleagues absolutely <laughs> I refuse okay. to change who I am for my fucking my virgin ear colleagues <laughs> they can muscle up and hear the term circle jerk alright Hayden what do we listen to next week yeah yeah I got a good pick for next week I got a podcast that I think is Ooh. awesome and I like to share it with everyone, even though it might be not everyone's cup of tea. We're going to be listening to More Perfect. It's a Radio Lab spinoff episode that deals with, it sounds dry, but deals with the Supreme Court and judicial decisions. It's, it's so good. It's so good. Oh my it's God. So what Our first politics, More Perfect is fucking good. You guys, if you guys have the time, listen to the whole thing. No. It's no, no, no. I'll cut in right there. We'll deal with this more next time, but listen to the first two seasons. Third season doesn't count. It's basically a different podcast. I didn't listen to the third season. So Good. Don't. Why. Just end. Nobody does. <laughs> they should just take it down. They should take it down. <laughs> Is it that bad? Is the third season that bad? Listen, you can sample some. We'll talk about this next time. It'll be good I might sample though. the third season just to see what the fuck you guys are talking about. Because the first two seasons, I was a big Radiolab fan, and then I like moved on to other shit. And that's the only reason I didn't listen to it, not because of the reviews. What's that, Jeff? What if it's almost a TQCJ, and then we have a big argument over the third season? <gasps> oh, I Andrew go back fucking and loves the third season. Yeah. Oh, third, I, yeah. If you guys don't oh. like it, I don't know if I will. We'll yeah. see. I will see. I'll go listen to it. This is great. Good, good suggestion, Hayden. I can't believe we're going into politics, but I can't wait. Uh, I I uh, I just had this sad dream of like this podcast ending, so you guys can start injury recording. <laughs> <and> it, <laughs> it makes me sad, but I'm like, well, you know, do do what the people. Dude, want, I gotta so. tell you, I think the only reason Hayden and I like injury corner so much is because it gets a it gets a bit out of you. Yeah, it wouldn't be fun if you enjoyed <laughs> it. If, if you loved it as much as we did, we I don't think we would talk about it nearly as much.